Welcome to the podcast of Do You Know the Mob? I'm your co-host Sam Bren, and beside me was a huge sneeze from the one and only. It's Brandon Ellis, folks. We're back. <laughs> and honestly, Brandon, it was kind of tough for me to remember what to say in the beginning. It's just been too long. That's uh, what happens when you go two weeks, folks? So so much has happened. Let's see what has happened, Brandon. Uh, I, I have to think about it. I, I think you think. I think you and I hit Nashville and then we didn't remember the rest. That's good. <laughs> hit Nashville and something happened, but I can't remember any details. Hangover part two. <laughs> someone was not lost, but someone did get wet, folks. There was a baby, there was a tattoo, there were some piercings, there was a tiger in the hotel room. <laughs> folks, he's being bashful. I'm just gonna introduce it. Our man Sam Bratton got hitched in Nashville. As they say, Mr. Sam Bren has a nice ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll keep it. <laughs> Brandon, it is good to be back uh, with the Mob podcast. I uh, got myself one of our books, folks, that we've used for the Mob podcast was Killing the Mob by Martin Duggard and Bill O'Reilly. I'm convinced Martin Duggard does most of the writing <laughs> and Bill O'Reilly's the selling, <laughs> but can't prove that. But I just got the Killing the Witches for my birthday. And it's getting pretty good already. Pretty scandalous. Is so. it going to be another podcast, Sam? Spinoff? <laughs> I just like to think when I'm reading this book of the uh, uh, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. She's a witch! Burn her! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure it's exactly that played off. out. She turned me into a newt. I got better. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what that was when I was 14, but I still laughed. (laughs) All right, Brandon. So um, I'll try to toss you a better, um, you know, type of uh, uh, trivia to start us off. If it's Um, not history and not general history, uh, we're going to struggle. Well, I got one even better. Running. You like? Yeah, there it is. Brandon knows his real topic. It's just so uncommon. He wasn't expecting it. (laughs) I didn't study. I uh, have this Instagram video I have to show you, Brandon, but it's a guy that it's like described every marathon runner. And it's just, he's like, Hey, what's up? My name's Chafe. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I just love running all the time with my dog and my iPod at 3%. <laughs> <laughs> so Brandon, we're going to do top 10 largest uh, I believe it's U.S. marathons. Yes, the 10 largest U.S. marathons. So in most uh, attendance, most uh, runners, okay? And don't ask me if it's runners that started or completed or just runners. <laughs> I, like I assume signed up. Yep. And it's for the marathon. We're not we're not going halfsies here. No 5K. <laughs> no 5K in the park. All right? No. We're no. going whole hog. <laughs> No, uh, what's how would Coach Lane say? No peach tree down Martin uh, Technical Institute for Homeschool Academy. We're, <laughs> we're the real deal. So, what ten marathons, ten cities, however you want to call it, types of marathons are the largest? Okay, so Chicago Marathon that just happened. Uh, oh, speaking of which, that one. What the heck? Uh, I know. Mean, talking about well, the old woman record was from there too. Sorry, folks, you're talking running now. The new women's record, pretty impressive. Is you've have you done Chicago, Brandon? You did do Chicago. I did do Chicago. Is it supposed to be fast? I heard there's a lot of turns. 
There is, but super flat. It's great crowd support. I mean, it's a great race. I think it's a fast race. It's probably not quite as fast as Berlin if Berlin's a good day, but mm. my PR's from there. Yeah, you, you gotta love the Midwest flatness. <laughs> Flat. Windy. All right. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Washington DC Marine Corps race. I'm gonna go with okay. New York City, Boston. Let's see. I'm gonna throw Houston in there as well. Mm. Okay, I'm at five. Mm-hmm. Let's see it. Through some big ones. Um, Let's just say like the first half are easy, and then the second half, I'll be surprised if you get them. <laughs> okay. I mean, you never know. I'm gonna throw a CIM out there because I'm not sure, but it's a very big race. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna throw Austin, Texas out there as well. The Austin race, that's a pretty popular one. I got three left. I'm gonna throw Grandma's. I know it. I don't. Th- think that's it that's up in Duluth Minnesota the last two you know what I'm gonna throw as my curveball the Disney World Marathon just because I feel like a lot of people probably go to that Mm -hmm. and my last one is going to be I'm thinking the major cities now as we're talking Mm -hmm. um it's not gonna be the rock and roll series I feel like Los Angeles has a marathon. I don't know mm-hmm. when they'd have it. I haven't seen it. I haven't looked at it, but we'll throw that one out there. All right. So number 10 is Portland. The really? Oregon one. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was that big. Number nine, uh, I believe they had to cancel this year, Twin City. Twin they City. They did cancel it. I didn't realize it was that big. Wow. You know what's funny, though? It was. Uh, it said like 92 degrees. I looked at Nancy Claire like, huh, that's nothing. <laughs> I mean, for yeah. marathons, brutal, but like – I think they've some have done hotter. <laughs> Minnesota ninety two is probably brutal. Oh yeah, number eight Philadelphia. Uh, number seven you got Los Angeles. So good guess. Here we go. Number six, good work, Walt Disney World Marathon. Wow. Mm-hmm. That one is expensive. I think it'd be worth it. I think it'd be fun. I'd like to do that one. I think that's the one that people just go to just because they're there. It's not – I don't think there's, like, necessarily a lead racers there. Yeah, and I think they – I could be wrong, but I think they give you, like, a pass for the day, too. But I feel like I'd be so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a Mountain Dew down. You're good to go. That's right. Number five, Honolulu. So, really? uh, hmm I forgot uh, that one. Number four, you, you got the rest. Number four, Marine Corps. Uh, number three, Boston. And number two, Chicago. And number one, the Big Apple, New York City. Mm. So good work, Brandon. I think you knocked out six. They got six there. So, man, I totally forgot about Honolulu Marathon. Well, you know, that, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a surprise. So, all right. So, Brandon, you're also going to like the episode we're going to do today because it takes place in the one and only Oklahoma. (laughs) God bless. You'll have to tell me uh, the towns that we mentioned, if if you know where they are, or those counties or whatever you call community, whatever you call small rural communities out there. <laughs> Not God's country, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> you get it right. <laughs> <laughs> you show some respect. <laughs> um, so we're going to be doing the one and only Bill Doolin. Hey! Yeah, Bill Doolin. He's hopped around a couple big games. He's games. He's also from... The Wild Bunch, who you and I did with uh, Butch Cassidy and so forth. But before he went there, he had a lot more before then. So it's his origin story. That's right. Just like the Marvel origin stories. (laughs) (laughs) 
So William Doolin was born in 1858. So on a uh, homestead near Big Piney River near Clarksville, Arkansas. Really? Or as I, or as I like to call, Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> Uh, he was the son of sharecroppers, and his parents worked on his family's farm until he was, or he worked on there with his parents until he was 23 years old. In 1881, Doolin left Arkansas for the area that is now this, known as the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> so it wasn't a state yet; it was just a just a territory, just a region. Oh yeah, it didn't need didn't need the U.S. government telling what it was. <laughs> we didn't need that stuff. <laughs> And uh, he found employment as a cowboy on a ranch that was called, that was then Logan, Oklahoma. Uh, Brandon, did you ever have a backup plan in life? Like, worst case scenario, like, I'll just go be a cowboy on a ranch. <laughs> you know, Sam, there was a significant period of my teenage year where I was like, I could, I could ranch. I could do this <laughs> my entire life. I could be a cowboy. I could do it if I had to. We don't need that son being some lawyer kid or whatever. <laughs> and then I met a cowboy and I thought I probably need to go to college. <laughs> I uh, watched the show Yellowstone and they try to make it kind of attractive as a cowboy or I don't know. They show like the coolest parts, but also like, oh, their lives are very they live in a cabin with each other and they drink on the weekends and that's their fun. <laughs> Sam, I can't tell you how many tumblers at my work women drink with the thing Yellowstone on it. There's a significant <laughs> amount. I was told by somebody the show Suits is for liberals and the show Yellowstone's for Republicans. <laughs> I'm about to start Suits. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was so funny when someone said that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's funny. Um, after some restless drifting, in trouble with the law, Bill Doolin joined the infamous Dalton Gang in 1891. Brandon, have you heard of the Dalton Gang? Dude, there's a cave back in my hometown that they supposedly hid out in. I didn't realize we were pretty much doing Brandon's humble beginnings in this <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. That uh, that reminds me of, um, I think it was kind of where we met in Tennessee or something. Uh, Daniel Boone like had his he was like a cave he hid from the Native Americans and stuff and it's pretty neat. Oh, Why Cumberland Gap, Cumberland Gap, that's where it was. So a little bit far from there, but shit on your wedding there. Yeah, exactly. In the cave. <laughs> <laughs> What's cool about caves is when you wave your hand in front of your face and you can't see it. <laughs> yeah, it feels <laughs> like you're strange. on like the moon or something. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> led by Bob Dalton with his brothers Grat and Emmett, the Daltons were labeled. The most cold-blooded robbers in the West, which I'm not doubting these groups, but I feel like we keep hearing that every time we go with an outlaw for an episode. <laughs> um, but the newspapers got to keep <laughs> the selling. Guys in the West. Yeah, the Daltons came from a family of 15, of course, and uh, later Bill turned to a life of crime with them. All right, so. While riding with the Daltons, Bill Doolin was reported to be with the gang. They robbed several trains and depots from 1891 and 1892. Doolin decided to forego the gang's ill-fated final double bank robbery in Coffeyville, Kansas. This was in 1892, and I wish I would have been able to find why he decided not to go there. Maybe he like knew it wasn't very you know good idea. Yeah, I think I've heard this story before, and I don't know why he didn't, but it definitely mm -hmm. saved his life. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like only one person survived that legendary shootout, and it was Emmett Dalton. So everybody else, that was their final fate. 
It's, not it's a rough point. business. It's a rough business. Tough business. <laughs> <laughs> After the Coffeeville fiasco, Doolin organized his own gang. Obviously, like, oh, my gang died. Let's just start a new one. Uh, <laughs> with an assortment of misfits, they commenced to terrorize southern Kansas and the Oklahoma Territory and Indian Territory. They robbed banks, trains, and stagecoaches over a four-year period. That's quite a while. Uh, successful, actually, you're right. Yeah, I'll tell you the unsuccessful part, though. Nearly all these men men met violent deaths. <laughs> but they did amass $165,000. So, you know, give and take. Ah, pretty good investment. <laughs> 1893, Evett Nix uh, in Guthrie, Oklahoma, businessman, was appointed the U.S. Marshal under the jurisdiction of Judge Isaac Parker. Brandon, this guy is known as the Hanging Judge. We've uh, come across him a time or two before. What can you tell us about the Hanging Judge for, uh, like, a little reminder, I guess, for our, our folks? Absolutely. So Isaac Parker, as Sam said, was called the Hanging Judge. He's famous for serving as the judge of the United States District Court for the Western District of Arkansas. Um, that also included the Indian Territory region we've been talking about, folks. And he served for 21 years from 1875 to 1896. And since we were just talking about running earlier, I want to throw some stats down for you on the old hanging judge, Sam. Mm. Do you live his, up to his name? <laughs> yeah, actually, it's pretty impressive. In his 21 years of ther- sitting on the federal bench, he tried 13,490 cases. Holy cow. Yeah, it gets better. In more than 8,500 of these cases, the defendant either pleaded guilty or was convicted at trial. And then mm. he's called the hanging judge. So, yeah. Parker sentenced 160 people to death, 79 were executed, the other 81 either died while incarcerated or pardoned or had their sentences commuted. So, 79 were executed. I'm pretty sure almost all of those, if not all, were, uh, were hanged. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how they did it back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Nix, as he was appointed under Isaac Parker, and I probably should have had you look this up, but basically he recruited 100 field deputies, which is quite a bit. And uh, three of these guys were known as the three guardsmen. So we'll have to maybe do that in a different episode. But Heck Thomas, Chris Madsen, and Bill Tightman, they were known as the three guardsmen. So <clears throat> late in August, Nix was informed that the Doolin gang was in Ingalls, Oklahoma. And he dispatched Deputy Marshal John Hickson and a group of 13 to the town. It was in Ingalls that Doolin met and married Edith Ellsworth. Uh, she was a daughter of a minister. <laughs> Fun mm. fact. They always go for the Don't bad boys. It. The preacher kids always <laughs> go for the bag. bag of, yeah. So um, the Ingalls raid, Braden, what can you tell us about that famous, uh, I guess, shootout or uh, battle? <laughs> Yeah, it was something all right, which we'll discuss here in a second. So several of the members of the gang were hiding out there, and I'm going to list a few of the more famous people. Bill Doolin, Bill Dalton, uh, Red Buck, George Red Buck, George Bitter Creek, Arkansas Tom, Tulsa Jack, Dynamite Dick. Um, I, named, I think there's eight of them. We're taking refuge in the small town of Ingalls, which was in the Oklahoma Territory. And had been hanging out there for a few weeks, staying in the hotel, and then drinking at the Ransom uh, Saloon. Well, uh, as Sam was saying, uh, Nix had found out about that they were, they were staying there. So he organized a group of lawmen to go in and arrest them. So mm-hmm. 
the night before they were going to town, though, unfortunately, a boy saw them and went and warned the outlaws that they were coming. Mm-hmm. But they did not know that. So on September 1st, 1893, the posse rode into town into two different wagons trying to disguise themselves. Unfortunately, a fight quickly broke out and a gun battle amongst the town ensued. Uh, it broke down pretty quick with people running, a couple outlaws fleeing at the back of the hotel into the fields. And just to give a little bit of how crazy it was, even some civilians joined in. So a civilian known as Murray, who owned the saloon, actually started shooting at the sheriffs and lawmen as well. Oh, uh, pick which, a side, huh? <laughs> yeah, he picked a side, and he actually was shot, uh, survived, but was badly wounded and arrested. This sound, uh, this really feels like a Western movie kind of thing. If you've seen a John Wayne, it's probably like that. But mm-hmm. so just to surmise, talk about what happened afterwards. As a result of the battle, three of the 14 lawmen died, mm-hmm. and then three outlaws were wounded, but only one was captured. And one of the few that escaped, or several that escaped, was, of course, Bill Doolin. So the story doesn't end there. It's not over yet. Not over yet. Not yet. Um, So basically, uh, William Tymon, who I mentioned earlier, he was assigned to the U.S. Marshal. He learned that Doolin had fled to Eureka Springs, and that was where he would nurse his wounds and he was actually going to take healing powers of the baths there. So I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> hey, do I've what you can do. Springs. It did not heal me. Oh, oh, you've been there? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You didn't do the right chant or something, Brandon. <laughs> I didn't do the right chant. At 1896, uh, Tileman Tyle uh, found Doolin and arrested him there at the Eureka Springs bathhouse. So Doolin was indicted in Stillwater, Oklahoma, which I believe that's home to, is that Oklahoma State? That's, it is, but we don't talk about him here. Oh, my bad, my bad. Um, yeah, so he was indicted for murder in connection with the Ingalls shootout. He was offered 50 years in prison in exchange for a plea guilty. <laughs> so, Brandon, I'll let you guess what Bill Doolin decided to plea. <laughs> uh, innocent, but 50 years then is like a death sentence. <laughs> well, he said not guilty because he said 50 years was just too long in prison. So, <laughs> on the night before his trial, Doolin and a number of inmates escaped from the Guthrie oh. Federal Prison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Within an hour of the massive jail escape. That's a huge jail escape. Wow. Um, Marshal Heck Thomas formed a posse and they rode after the escapees, but found none. Doolin made his way over to Cimarron Breaks towards Lawson, Oklahoma, where his wife and son were staying. Uh, it was his father's, uh, or at her father's farm. I feel like that's kind of a giveaway to go towards your family, but anyways. Um, yeah, not great. Well, you know, for love. So Thomas received information from a local blacksmith that Doolin was at his father-in-law's homestead. On August 25th, 1896, Thomas and nine deputies went to the farm and hid near the house. When Doolin emerged from the barn, Thomas shouted for the outlaw to halt, but Doolin instead shot at the marshal. (laughs) The posse then turned and shot and killed Doolin. He was buried in Guthrie, Oklahoma. So, Brandon, have we just mentioned, like, every community you know? (laughs) Oh, there's plenty of other ones you didn't mention, Sam. <laughs> there's hundreds so, of tiny towns. Yeah. 
that was a very outlaw west story but uh um i like how local blacksmith told told them where he was <laughs> it's it was interesting you know just even like you know the hanging judge some of the stuff he did and like even like just mentioning a couple of the different sheriffs and lawmen like there's some famous people in there who were the famous people in Ingall's raid didn't didn't you say there was uh some famous uh gangsters or outlaws in there yeah tulsa jack or uh tulsa jack <laughs> arkansas that- jack and uh tulsa jack sorry tulsa jack dynamite dick and arkansas tom i've all read stuff on them D- dynamite um, dick <laughs> yeah arkansas tom and dynamite dick have pretty interesting lives we'll have to do them maybe sometime is uh was the what'd you say the tulsa's guy name was tulsa jack was he uh was he like a hero for you guys growing up <laughs> was he, a, was he a, <laughs> in the history book? Well, he he wasn't kin, so we didn't talk about him too much uh, at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Well, folks, there you have it. Of do you know the mob? Thank you for listening and subscribing. Tell all your friends we appreciate it. Uh, I'm your co-host Sam Bren, and this is Brendan Ellis signing off. Next.